Hear now our scripture reading, Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. On that same day, two disciples were traveling to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about everything that had happened. While they were discussing these things, Jesus himself arrived and joined them on their journey. They were prevented from recognizing him. He said to them, what are you talking about as you walk along? They stopped, their faces downcast. The one named Cleopas replied, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who is unaware of the things that have taken place there over the the last few days? He said to them, what things? They said to him, the things about Jesus of Nazareth. Because of his powerful deeds and words, He was recognized by God and all the people as a prophet. But our chief priests and our leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the one who would redeem Israel. All these things happened three days ago, but there's more. Some women from our group have left us stunned. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. They came to us saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who told them he is alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women said. They didn't see him. Then Jesus said to them, you foolish people, your dull minds keep you from believing all that the prophets talked about. Wasn't it necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then he interpreted for them the things written about himself and all the scriptures, starting with Moses and going through all the prophets. When they came to Emmaus, he acted as if he was going on ahead. But they urged him saying, stay with us. It's nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. After he took his seat at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he disappeared from their sight. They said to each other, weren't our hearts on fire when he spoke to us along the road and when he explained the scriptures for us? They got up right then and returned to Jerusalem. They found the 11 and their companions gathered together. They were saying to each other, the Lord really has risen. He appeared to Simon. Then the two disciples described what had happened along the road and how Jesus was made known to them as he broke the bread. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. On that resurrection morning, women went to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away. When the women looked inside, they saw that the tomb was empty. Heavenly messengers told them that Jesus had been raised from the dead. The women left the tomb and they went to tell the disciples what they had seen and heard. This passage that we just read in Luke 
It picks up later that same day. Two disciples were walking away from Jerusalem to the village of Emmaus. They left behind their friends, the other disciples. We do not know the purpose of their journey to Emmaus. But we do know that their lives are in transition. Their beloved teacher and friend was crucified on the cross. And for three days, these disciples have been in the valley of the shadow of death. They are sad and they are grieving. And now some women say that Jesus is alive. It's too much to handle. It's unbelievable. They are confused and they are doubtful. They are uncertain of their future. As they journey along the road, a stranger meets them and begins to walk with them. Those of us reading and hearing the scripture now uh, learn that this stranger is really Jesus. But the disciples, we're told, are prevented from recognizing him. They just see a stranger. But we know that it was Jesus, that Jesus met them right where they were on the road. Jesus met them as they were walking away from their religious community. Jesus met them as they were leaving behind Jerusalem, the places where they had been with Jesus as Jesus ministered and as Jesus taught, the place where Jesus was crucified and died and was buried. Jesus meets them in the midst of their doubts and their fears, their confusion, and their grief. Jesus meets them right where they are. Even in their grief and uncertainty, the disciples show this stranger hospitality by allowing him to walk with them on their journey. And as they are walking along, the stranger strikes up a conversation. The stranger asks them, what are y'all talking about? And remember, these disciples, they're burdened by their grief, by their doubts, by their uncertainties, and perhaps they've just been trudging along. And so perhaps with their eyes focused on their feet, focused on just maybe three feet ahead of them, the ground, the path, three feet ahead of them, they don't look the stranger in the eye. They keep their gaze averted perhaps focused on themselves, focused on their own emotions, focused on their own journey, where they are. And so they tell the stranger about all that has happened the last three days. They tell the stranger about a man named Jesus of Nazareth who had been crucified. They shared their hopes. They had hoped that Jesus would be the one to redeem Israel. And yet it seems that that was not the case. 
They shared how just that very morning, some women had come to them and told them that the tomb was empty and Jesus was alive, but they just can't bear to believe it. Jesus met them right there on the road. When Jesus met them on the road, he first listened to them. And then he offered a challenging and new perspective on the events that they had just witnessed. Jesus used the scriptures and recited scripture to them, scripture that these disciples knew. Jesus shared these scriptures with them and interpreted them with the disciples. Jesus met these disciples on the road and had a conversation with them and offered them words of life. It was almost evening when the disciples and Jesus arrived in Emmaus and Jesus acted as if he were gonna go on ahead further on down the road. But the disciples, perhaps chastened by the stranger's interpretation of scripture, perhaps ingrained in a culture of hospitality, they invited the stranger to come in the house and to stay the night. You see, it wasn't safe to travel at dark. It wasn't safe to travel alone. And so they reached out with care and compassion to the stranger and invited the stranger in. The stranger accepted their hospitality. The stranger took his seat at the table for dinner. And here is where the stranger does something very odd. The stranger is the guest at the table. And yet this stranger acts as though he's the host. He takes the bread and he lifts it up. And he blesses it. He breaks the bread and he gives this bread to the disciples. And in that moment, in the blessing and the breaking of bread and of the offering of that bread to the disciples, the disciples' eyes are open and they see Jesus for who he really is. He's not a stranger. He's the risen Lord. He's their friend He is the host of the banquet table. And in that moment, Jesus disappears from their eyes. Friends, Jesus met these disciples at the table. Jesus met them at a place where they gather with family and friends to celebrate life's joys and to mourn life's sadnesses. Jesus met them at a table where they would remember the stories of their people, where they would celebrate the Passover meal, and they would share scripture with one another, and they would remind each other of the ways that God had worked in the world and in the lives of God's people. Jesus met them at the table where they receive their daily bread. Jesus met them in the blessing and the breaking of bread. Jesus met them right where they were 
and they saw Jesus. They recognized him. Where are you? Are you journeying along a road, leaving behind the familiar and known, and heading towards something new, something unknown, something unfamiliar? Are you fearful or doubtful? Are you grieving? Are you wrestling with scripture today? Are you even wrestling with God? Do you find yourself sitting at a table today? Wherever you are, in whatever emotions you may be feeling, in whatever story you are telling yourself, Jesus can meet you right where you are. You see, our God is a God who reveals God's self to creation. Our God is a God who shows up and meets people right where they are. Our God shows up behind locked doors in an upper room. Our God shows up on a beach breakfast at the lake shore. Our God shows up on a road and at a table. Gerard Manley Hopkins says, Christ plays in 10,000 places, lovely in limbs and lovely in eyes, not his. You see, God, our God shows up in other people. Our God shows up in the person of Jesus Christ. Our God shows up in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Our God shows up in people who offer a word of encouragement, a word of instruction, a compassionate act just when we need it most. Bishop Will Willimon says, to be a Christian is to encounter a person. Faith comes in meeting, in spoken and unspoken dialogue, in a relationship with another who is close to you, but also distant and mysterious. To be a Christian is to encounter the person of Jesus not just once, but throughout our life. Faith comes in meeting with this Jesus and in sharing conversation with him. We share our pain, we share our doubts and our uncertainties. We share our hopes and our fears. And Jesus listens to us. Often, Jesus will speak to our minds and to our hearts sometimes offering blessing, sometimes offering correction, but always offering love. Faith comes in developing this relationship with Jesus, the Son of God who is distant and mysterious, and at the same time also the Son of Man who is oh so near and with us. Jesus meets us right where we are, right where we are today. But the story doesn't end here. This encounter with Jesus is one that is to be shared. For what happened 
after Jesus revealed himself to the disciples at that table in Emmaus, the disciples recognized Jesus. And they said, remember when we were on the road and Jesus was speaking to us and sharing scripture with us and interpreting scripture for us? Weren't our hearts on fire? Weren't they strangely warmed? Weren't they stirred? Man, it was Jesus all along. He was right there with us. Did they stay at the table and finish their meal and then continue on with their errand in Emmaus? No. Immediately, those disciples, they got up and they hustled back to Jerusalem. They hustled the seven miles back so that they could tell their, the other disciples and their friends what had happened to them. They wanted to share this encounter with Jesus with their friends. They shared how Jesus had met them right where they were. And they shared how they didn't know it was Jesus until they were at the table and Jesus broke the bread. And that's when their eyes were opened. Ignatius of Loyola encourages people to find God in all things in order that we might love and serve God in all. We look for God. We seek and we find God in all things. Not so that we can each have our own personal, private, super, super spiritual life. No, we find God in all things so that we can love God. We can serve God in all people, in all the places, and all the things that we meet. Our finding God right where we are is for a purpose greater than ourselves. We find God so that we can love and serve. Jesus meets us right where we are so that we can love and serve the people who are perhaps right there with us. Normally, we're here on Sunday mornings in the Contemporary Worship Center or in this sanctuary at 142 East Jackson Street in downtown Orlando. We may not be here in this place gathered for worship, but in this place where we encounter God, where we experience God, there are also people who need love, who need care, people we can serve, people who are also perhaps in need of an encounter with God. And so even though we're not maybe physically worshiping here in this place today, there are people who are receiving showers through the mobile showers of salt outreach. They're in, their, they're in the parking lot. People are there to receive the folks that need the showers. People are there to offer hospitality, words of kindness, opportunities for people to be clean, and many of you have donated items, hygiene items and clothes. You've donated food and bottled water so that when the, the folks come to the showers, they can also get something to eat. And they can also um, receive some basic needs and supplies that they may need in their lives. You've continued to serve and to give. And I encourage you to continue serving and giving to Salt Outreach. 
bring by your products here on Sundays or Tuesdays or Thursdays between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. so that others, when they come to this place for a shower, they can also receive love and they can receive care. Right where you are, maybe your living room, as you're watching this service online, Perhaps you have found God in this service or in the the service of music that was right before at 10 a.m. Perhaps you found God in in some of our services we've posted uh, several weeks ago uh, or some of our daily devotionals. Perhaps you know someone who could use some love and encouragement. So maybe a way that you can love and serve is to share this service with them. Literally click the share button on Facebook or copy and paste the link of this video from the church website and email it to a loved one. Just as you have encountered God through worship, a way that you can serve is to share that encounter with others. In a few moments, we will celebrate Holy Communion. We invite you to God's table to receive the bread and cup. And your table is an extension of God's table. And perhaps as you eat the bread and drink from the cup, you will experience God feeding and nourishing your spiritual hunger. As you experience God, perhaps you may think of those who are hungry in our community. We can love and serve the hungry by giving non-perishable food to the emergency food pantry at Up Orlando. Our church's Feed the Need program is asking you to donate non-perishable food items directly to Up Orlando. More information on how you can donate will be found on our website and our church's Facebook page, as well as included in the weekly email newsletter. Just as you are fed by God's grace through Holy Communion, you too can share food, you can share God's grace with the hungry. God is present with you right where you are. My prayer is that you find and recognize God today, that your eyes will be open to see God in your midst. And as you find God right where you are, may God inspire you to love and serve the people who are with you, whoever is with you or around you. May God embolden you to share your stories of your encounters with the risen Christ. As the late Rachel Held Evans reminds us, this is what God's kingdom is like. A bunch of outcasts and oddballs gathered at a table, not because they are rich, or worthy, or good, but because they are hungry, because they said yes. And there's always room for more. Let us pray. Gracious God, may we find you today in the breaking of the bread. May our finding you lead us to greater acts of love and service 
in this world. May our love and service continue until all people have found their seats at your banquet table, until all people have experienced your good grace. In the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen.